Hi, this is Island Reflections. I'm Cindy Rixkers. In my long life, there have been many good Christmases, and it has always been my favorite holiday. Too often, though, anticipation leads to disappointment when the holiday falls short of my expectations, or there's a big letdown when it's over. One Christmas, though, lives in my memory as just about perfect. That fall, my husband and I had sold our small, drafty, badly-in-need-of-repair house on Lake Pleasant and moved into a brand-new townhouse just outside of the downtown area of Lapeer. We were in our early 20s and had been married not quite four years. Our daughter, Jennifer, would turn three in January. Our second child was due in December. Loving my beautiful new home and experiencing the nesting instinct often associated with pregnancy, I embraced Christmas decorating. Over the chair in the living room, I hung a bright green wreath my mother-in-law made for me of painted and folded computer punch cards. Bells on ribbons were draped over every doorknob. I had three ceramic angels, each dressed in gold and each holding a musical instrument, standing on the end of the counter that divided the kitchen from the dining room. On the wall above them, I hung a slab of old barn wood on which I'd fashioned a Christmas tree. The tree was made of bits of green florist foam and scraps of torn tissue paper glued on the surface. The ornaments were buttons, tiny beads, and earrings that had lost their mate. Chains from old jewelry formed the garland, and a folded tin paper star topped it off. I'd fastened everything in place, then given it several coats of shiny varnish. Our Christmas stockings were hanging from the half wall that faced the entry door, including a small one for the baby not yet arrived. Our Christmas tree waited outside on the patio until the holidays got a little closer. But the music of the season played in my house all day long. My daughter Catherine was born on the 11th of December. She started off with a bit of jaundice and had to stay longer in the hospital. When we brought her home just a few days before Christmas, my heart was full and the holiday spirit was strong. My sister-in-law Dina came over with her new baby and the two tiny infants napped on the sofa while Jennifer helped us bake cookies. That evening, we brought in the tree, set it up, and decorated it. The year before, Jennifer and I had made ornaments from baker's clay, the characters from the Nutcracker, Sweet Angels, the Three Kings, and a few cute elves. Homemade chicken and star soup simmered on the stove. Christmas songs filled the air. When my daughters were asleep, I got back to the ongoing task of wrapping presents. That's how the days went by, cooking, baking, making gifts, wrapping presents, and loving my little family. Christmas Eve was when my husband's parents celebrated the holiday, so we went to their house for dinner and gift exchange. It was always a big feast with lots of appetizers and lots of desserts. Because my in-laws both worked, they relished time off around the holidays. The family gathering was always fun. We then went home to our own preparations. On Christmas Eve, Jennifer told us, I know Santa Claus is getting me a train for Christmas. It's what I want more than anything. She had neglected to actually mention that train to anyone, even Santa Claus, when she went to sit on his lap in the mall or the letter she dictated for him. So her dad set out late on Christmas Eve night through a raging snowstorm to find a train. 
He found one finally at Perry Drugstore. It was smaller than we'd have liked, but the price was right. Mainly, it was available. Relieved, we set it up under the tree. Jennifer's face reflected her joy when she saw it next morning. I knew he'd remember, she announced happily. I don't think she ever played with her train after that day. On Christmas Eve, all the thoughtful gifts that had been purchased over the previous months were placed under the tree. The stockings were filled. The red and white striped Santa's wrapping paper presents were added. The unwrapped balls, stuffed animals, and the train were spread around. With a picture of the ideal Christmas tree embedded in my mind from my childhood when gifts for nine children competed for space, I thought, it's not enough. So with my baby sleeping in the bassinet beside me and my little girl asleep in her cozy bed upstairs, with my husband dozing on the sofa while a Christmas carol played on the TV, I crocheted through the night. A hat for Jennifer, dark blue with double-thick earmuffs and a multicolor ruffled brim. A foot-long clown for baby Katie and a bigger one for Jen. Because I hadn't planned for this, the only stuffing I had was old nylon stockings. Finally, long after midnight, I relented and got a few hours of sleep. Christmas morning. I made coffee and baked sweet rolls first. With Katie in my arms, I watched as Jenny investigated the contents of her stocking. She found the unwrapped gifts and toys and showed Katie the ones that were hers. When my in-laws stopped in, the rest of the presents then were opened. There was time to relax then for a bit. Later, after baths and showers, dressed in our best Christmas finery, we went to my parents' house. There, I showed off my new baby and helped finish the meal preparation that my mom had been working on for days. Dad grinned as he helped his guests to the bar set up at the side table. We gathered around the long table with another table in the back room for the overflow. We exchanged gifts, told stories, exchanged news, and played games. Maybe there was tension in the air at my in-law's house or at my family home. Sometimes that happened over the holidays. Maybe my husband drank too much. It's possible that the children, there were plenty of them, were grouchy or noisy. There could have been disappointments. If so, I don't remember any of it. This Christmas lives in my memory as the perfect holiday, and that's exactly how I want to remember it. That's today's Island Reflection. I'm Cindy Rixkers.